it, it was profound because I knew it was my time. Like I was praying, I think it was Psalm 91 over myself for the entire week before prior because I was sick. And that was demonic manifestation because it's like once the demonic gets exposed, they're not trying to let go of territory. They're not trying to come out. Like they want to like stay where they are. They're totally comfortable jacking your life up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's their forte. So uh, I remember a the gentleman that ministered to me later on that day or that the next night, he said, he sent me a message and said, your miracle is coming. And I know it, I know maybe sometimes we don't think of deliverance as a miracle, but it is. It's it totally is. It, it may not like it may not be a physical healing, but it, none it's a miracle. And so that stood out to me when I was, you know, when I was in this process, I was like, my miracle, wow, okay, yeah, totally, let's go. Welcome to the Prophetic Justice Podcast, where we talk with people who love God and work across a variety of social justice professions. I'm Tatiana Burgum, and I'm on a mission to learn from my fellow peers in the field about how God speaks to them and the impact it has on their work. Let's take a look at social justice work through a supernatural lens. So it was that night. So Friday night, they had us in small groups and I was, you know, manifesting my, my I couldn't move my arms and it was just weird. And then like the next day, Saturday is when they did the, the deliverance, Saturday evenings. And I remember I was the last person to go. And I remember speaking in this demonic tongue. I thought it was normal. I was like, oh, I'm praying in the spirit. Mm, you're not praying in the right spirit, dude. <laughs> you're can you explain like, that a little bit? Because I think that I mean, is not talked about. I can try, but I don't understand that much either. It's like, I just know that before I saw the Holy Spirit, every manifestation I saw of the spirit realm was, was counterfeit. So like demonic tongues is just counterfeit tongues, uh, you know, like tongues in the Holy Spirit, like a spiritual language. It's still a thing. It's just, it's just counterfeit, you know? And so manifestations as well. I remember I told you like, you know, this might be a, a discussion for another time, but when I went, to, when I went to ministry school for the first time in 2017, when I saw the Holy Spirit manifest, I thought it was all demonic because I had only seen the the counterfeit and i didn't couldn't distinguish between the holy spirit and the demonic spirit yeah have you ever experienced um because i also have been like thinking back on my experiences recently that i've seen or witnessed or experienced myself but because you know it and god keeps highlighting to me that satan comes also as like an angel of light and so yeah i think my question for god is i'm like digging deeper into a relationship with him is like, have I, is there anything in my, any experience I've had that has been counterfeit where oh, I, yeah. I thought it was the Holy spirit, but it wasn't. And so mm -hmm. I don't fully understand this either, but I think sure. there is a lot more counterfeit happening. Yeah, I think there is. And that's where discerning a spirit comes in. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, yep. And so I just am curious. So like, I have not heard, like, I know there is demonic tongues, but essentially, is it just that like the spirit that you're speaking from, like, it should be obviously the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I guess. I really don't know. Okay. That's Honestly, that's something I haven't really thought about. You know, yeah. I just knew that it happened. I didn't know why it happened. I just know that it, it did happen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah. I don't, I didn't like go and search for like 
a scripture verse that says this is where demonic tongues happen like yeah <laughs> no i just am curious because i think it yeah, no, i that's think okay. i mean i think i there have been points too in in other churches or other you know events where mm-hmm. i have heard demonic tongues and there's been like a really in yeah like a check in my spirit of like oh something is not that's good so the check in your spirit you never want to ignore yeah yeah that's good (laughs) yeah no i just i just think that's really interesting um and i think people should be asking god everything that they see like is this you like i feel like and then listen for the answer because you know that's the other piece of it too but yeah okay so sorry i that's okay rabbit trail so you had this third deliverance uh experience and then um so basically the experience went you know they called me back to to receive ministry and i'm standing there like with like with my hands out they're helping me stand up because i'm having a hard time stand up because of the manifestation and the minister standing in front of me he keeps calling my name but it keep the best way i can describe it is it feels like my conscious keeps getting sucked back like like I'm here present. Now I'm not present. Now I'm mm-hmm. somewhere behind the scenes. Now I'm present. Now I'm somewhere behind the scenes, not in control. Mm-hmm. It kept going back and forth. And, you know, he kept, uh, you know, the, the minister was, was administering to me. He kept, uh, you know, he said, what's your name, Lance? Okay. You know, say Jesus. And I'd be like, God, he'd be like, say Abba. And I'd be like, Lord, I just had a hard time, you know, being and staying in control because there was so, because, because my yes to the demonic was so strong, honestly, like, and he, you know, he'd ask me, I think, you know, do you want to get healed? Do you want to be free? Yes, I do. You know, are you sure? Not really, but let's go for it. You know, like, and eventually over 10, 15 minutes, I was able to finally like, you know, repeat after him. And I think the first, I was able to say Abba, which is his father. And at that point, you know, a demon came out and I'd fall down and I'd get back up. That happened like eight times. I'd fall down, get back up, fall down, get back up, fall down, get back up. And finally, like, I fell down after the last demonic spirit came out. And I remember feeling such a great release. Like I feel like a million pounds is lifted off of me and I'm just sitting there weeping. And then I think like six people laid hands on me and they said, Holy spirit, fill them up. Oh, that's beautiful. And immediately I started praying in tongues Aww. and I literally started dancing around the, the room we were in. And even to this day at the church I go to this, there's one gentleman that was there that day. And he says, Lance, I'll never forget that dance of freedom because I'll never forget that. And I'm like, that's so awesome. And sometimes I forget it. Sometimes I'm like, Lord, you want me to dance? I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know? Like, And so that's, that's really when my process of sanctification initiated. Wow. Because when we get saved, Christ is going to make us like himself. Like, you know, Christ-like character. Like, you have Christ-like character? Like, okay, well, how does that work? Well, um, the Holy Spirit comes, lives inside you, but he also comes upon you. And he teaches you all about Jesus. He points to Jesus, you know, and Jesus points to the Holy They all point to each other because they're all in agreement with each other. You know, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. And so I, but I resisted a lot of sanctification. I'd hear out of like so much fear. And it wasn't like necessarily demonic fear. It was just like a mindset of I'm terrified of people, you know? So like the Holy Spirit, like, go do this. And I'd be like, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to Dollar General and pray for people because that's terrifying. What if they tell me, get lost. Like, but eventually I was able to, you know, cooperate with the Holy Spirit. It took me years and years to kind of grow up because I just kept going back and forth between like, I need to retain my life. Okay, now I'll give my life. 
to you, Jesus. Okay, now I'm going to take it back. Okay, now I'm going to give it back. Okay, Lord, now I'm, I got it back in my hands now. Okay, no crap. I guess I'll give it to you now. It's like oh, that I know? feel like I'm still I'm like at the the end of that time. But yes, I feel like yeah. so similarly, I have had this back and forth of like giving it all to God. I'll do whatever you want, and then what? Here's what I find for myself mm-hmm. is that the giftings and just like who I am as a person, (laughs) maybe it's not, maybe that's actually a lie, but like the giftings that God has given me, the strengths I have, I find I, God will give me something Mm -hmm. as an assignment. And I then over time start to run with it on my own and it's not God anymore. And then it's like, then the, um, a moment of clarity will happen or I'll just like have time to just like sit with God for extended periods of days or whatever and mm-hmm. um have realizations of like you've been doing this all on your own like even though God gave it to you like you kind of cut God out of the deal so then sure. it's like this yeah. back and forth of like oh gosh now I got a feeling of like now I gotta kind of backtrack and like start all you know it's kind of like it's just as like okay yeah. God like I'm at a point right now especially yeah. currently not working where I'm like I don't want to do anything, God, that is not of you right. and teach me like how to do every single step with you instead of right. like doing some things with you and some things because I'm just really good at it. So I'm just going to do the thing, even though you may not have said to do it. Yeah, like, I understand yeah. that. I'm sure a lot of people do. Yes. You know? Yeah. God's I think timing is too long. I'm going to start it. <laughs> God, maybe God will catch up. It's like, oh, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> What do they call that? Like the Ishmaels, like the Ishmaels yeah. in our life where you, the things that you just birth on your own and not, yeah. not in God's timing. So right. yeah, that's, that's real. And I think so many people will be able to yeah. relate to what you're saying. So after this experience, mm-hmm. how did everything, cause it's, it sounded like this was the, the, the deliverance that was needed to have God completely come in and do the 180 of your life. Like that was the starting point of your story with God in a way. Well, I'm going to throw you some curveballs here. <laughs> you're like, plot I don't know twist. if you're ready, but here they come. So I, so after I got this the deliverance, I got filled with the Holy spirit. You know, I was, you know, I was good. You know, I, I encountered the Lord many, many times in the next like 12 months. But at the same time, I had a problem with rebellion. Because I didn't know who I was. I was literally best friends with the demonic. And then I got literally translated. That's one of the words in, in the scripture I uses. I was literally taken out of that and put into the kingdom of God. I didn't know anything about humility. All I knew was pride and selfishness and, and self, uh, self-promotion. And like, what can I get? How can I survive? You know, so I was stuck in that for years. And I was probably a very toxic Christian to be around. Because the Holy Spirit was like, hey, I want to teach you this. I'd be like, oh, no, I don't want to learn that. No, 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 no. That's scary. I can't do that. No, 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 no. I'm just going to go ahead and, and operate in the prophetic, but not let you build my character. And that is a problem. That's a huge problem. That is ding, ding, ding. I think the biggest problem we're seeing right now in the prophetic yeah. movement to begin with. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so I, I had a really hard time because I didn't know who I was. And I still would sometimes smoke weed, even after being born again, filled with the Holy spirit delivered. I hung out with the same friends that were smoking. And if they, that's what they want to do. Fine. I didn't have to do it, but I would. And so I deal, then I deal with all this shame because I'm like, Oh, who am I? What am I doing? You know? And so that happened for 
I don't know, uh, maybe like a year or well, let's see. I don't need to get into all that details. Some of my wife would be like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't share all that. But anyway, no, I, be I, transparent though, I do want to like stay though. Cause I think a lot of people are in that spot. And I was yeah. for a very long time too, of like, yeah. like I would, I was deeply in love with God and I wanted everything that he had for me, but I was like in my, like, well, I'm like mid thirties now, but like in my early thirties, yeah, I was like drinking still. And I was yep. starting to get to the point where I wasn't like, I mean, I will used to used to party really hard and it was sure. like, not okay. okay. And then as I started to build my relationship with God, it was like, oh, I would just have like a few drinks, but then yeah. shame would creep in so badly that I would literally like like it would like overtake me and like it would just be like oh you're like the worst and that's totally demonic like that's totally satan whispering in your ear because as time has continued there are some things that yes god has said for where i'm taking you i don't want you drinking right now and i don't know if that's forever but god um has been really gentle and this is the difference is that now like let's say i do have like a beer Mm-hmm. And I just say like, God, like, you know, God, I realize I shouldn't have, you've asked me not to drink. And I will, sure. in that moment, I will literally pray, give it back to God and say, God, let me hear your thoughts on this. And it's so gentle. It's just like, uh, so good. Yeah. you know, it's so like, not, he's not saying it's okay, but he's saying like, let's remember what, why this is that I'm asking you to give this up. Right. That's let's so remember good. what I have for you. Let's remember who right. you are in, in as my daughter. And you nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of that, like, oh, you should have never done this. Now you're like, <laughs> like backtracked right. over, right. you know, you're like, yeah. So I just think for anyone listening, I know a lot of people yeah. deal with shame in this issue of like, oh. I want to follow God. He's probably told me to give some things up, but I do these things anyway. And then right. immense shame comes in for like weeks on end sure and so for anyone experiencing that i just really want to tell you one you're not alone in that experience but two ask sit and ask god like show me maybe one show me why you want me to to give these things up but two like show me in love like let me hear your love come through and like bind satan's voice in the like take the shame away that's really good yeah oh man i have i have so many thoughts and i'm trying to figure out to filter which which thoughts I, uh which thoughts i want to share on it i would say to encourage folks that are listening like even if you do mess up and like you know you do something you're not supposed to do like i would say peace is still your inheritance like god's peace like god isn't like oh you sinned well i guess you're just gonna live with that anxiety that's not true like jesus died on the cross you know once and for all you know, substitutionary propitiation for our sins. He died in our place. You know, he took what we deserved. And for for all of eternity, for every for every human that has ever lived, is living now and will live, you know? And so, but that includes like, if you, you know, so if I go, you know, get drunk tonight or something like that, it's like, that's a one-time event. That Because like a lot of times we get like, oh, there's this big string of events. No, it's a one-time, okay, you repent, you tell God, you take a moment, you say, Lord, please forgive me. I receive your forgiveness. Holy Spirit, cleanse my mind. You know, and I, and I say, and sometimes I say, I'm like, Holy Spirit, you know, please give me your peace. And Jesus, please give me your peace because I'm anxious because because I, I, I did this thing. But, but even because 
Like we don't have to be even like, you know, guilt could be a natural thing from sinning, right? We don't have to feel guilt. You know, not they're, they're not all sin leads to death. If you're in Christ, you're living for him and you make a mistake, which is a sin. You just, you, you know, you clean yourself up, ask the Holy Spirit to clean you up and you move on. And you ask the Holy Spirit, you know, cleanse me and then forget about it. Like God, when you go bring it back up later, I mean, God says he throws sins in the sea of, the sea of forgetfulness. He's not going to remember. Mm-hmm. Which is a literal sea, by the way. People, yeah. I like, I just like, God is showing me as I read the Bible as mm-hmm. recently, like, especially I love revelations because it's so like, it amps up your imagination so much. Like, cause there's so much in there, but the sea, like God, I, so one thing, um, have you heard of Emma Stark? She's like a prophet out of, um, like pastor prophet. She's a powerhouse. I know. I don't think her. I'm familiar with her. She's uh-huh. awesome, but she's cool. out of Glasgow, Scotland. Oh, nice. Scotland, Glasgow. She yeah, has like a prophetic Scotland. company actually. And cool. so, but it's like based in the UK. And so she has like, she's a, she sees like, and she just is awesome. I just love her. And so she, um, says like, when you read the Bible, ask God to literally show you each thing that is written, like show you like everything in the Bible is living. So ask him to show you, she's like, it might take you like a really long time to read even just like a chapter, but ask God like, okay, like the sea of forget of, uh, what Oh my gosh. What did you just say? The sea, yeah, of, the sea of forgetfulness, forgetfulness. Yeah. Like it is literally a sea Yeah, that's and cool. ask God to show it to you. And so right. I've been doing that as I read. Um, and it has like changed like so much, like it's, it's really actually like amped up that imagination piece of it. Cause God sure. will start to show you that's like really the good. things in the word of yeah. God. It's so cool. But yeah. Okay. So sorry, but we keep no, that's okay. going off in rabbit trails, that's but okay. I want to go back to your testimony. There was and something so, I thought of. Yeah, there. please do share. Yeah. So there's something I, yeah, there's something I feel like might benefit folks. You know, this isn't easily said, but from 2015 until 2018, I had a uh, this scripture verse just keep bouncing around in my head everywhere. And it's not all who call on my name will be saved. You'll say, didn't we prophesy and cast out demons in your name? And he said, I'll say, go away. I didn't know. I don't know you. And that bounced on in my head for years. And so I was like, Lord, like, am, am I, am I saved? You know, I mean, no, honestly. And so it's like, it's like, I actually, at the time, I don't believe, like hindsight, I would say, I don't think I was saved because like, it's interesting. And there's a tension there. Cause someone was, someone could argue, well, how can you be delivered from demons filled with the Holy spirit, pray in tongues and not be saved? Simple. You didn't give your life to Christ. Like when I went for deliverance, I didn't go for Jesus. I got for, I went for, for freedom. Little did I know Jesus was freedom. I wasn't pursuing God. I was pursuing like freedom from the demonic oppression. Well, I got the freedom that I wanted, but then I was like, great. Now I can do whatever I want and didn't live for Jesus and still had mental health things going on because of the demonic, because of drugs, you know, different brain chemicals. And because of trauma, because of sexual trauma, I, I suffered at like eight and that just messed up my brain. And I didn't realize, you know, like, I, honestly, the past six months I've been going to counseling for different things. And it's like it's been the best six months of my life been difficult. But I think that there was a turning point in my life, though, when I knew I was saved. And so basically. Uh, the Lord, I don't know, how, I guess I can get into some of this. 
this verse kept going in my mind and I'm, I'm not pursuing the Lord. I'm having all these encounters that I'm just like, still not, I don't want a father. I just want the gifts. I just like, because I'm an orphan, like I'm working for my stuff. I'm working for my love, my acceptance. And that's the problem. That's a huge problem. And I remember in 2018, you know, I, I went to ministry school in 2017 with my wife. I dropped out. My wife stayed in. I don't think I told you this before, but I dropped out because the Lord was like, Hey, I want to heal this trauma. And I was like, no, no, I'm not doing that Lord. And I drove straight from Pennsylvania to Texas, 20, 26 hours straight. I ran, I left my wife. I left the school. I literally, I ran and I got back into drugs. It was 2017. You know, I started smoking weed again. And, but it was, it was an encounter that brought me back. I'm not going to focus on like what I did. I saw an inscription. I saw, this is my vision thing. I saw a vision of two tablets and one tablet showed me life. Another tablet showed me destruction. And I chose the one that didn't, well, it wasn't destruction, but I still didn't know it was the Lord. I still didn't realize that like God was pursuing me. I'm just, I'm oblivious. <laughs> like I just don't have any concept for any of this. You know what I mean? No paradigms. And so uh, my wife and I would get back together. Uh, we do good for five months, but I'm addicted to porn at that time. So it's like shame. I left again. I So I left her twice and we have had to get a lot of healing and counseling for this, you know? And I don't say this lightheartedly, you know, and uh, I'm a different person now, but, and so this was like, oh, in 2018, 2018 was like, I don't, it was a year I really try not to remember, to be honest with you, but it was the end of 2018. This is one of the points that I want to get to when I'm coming back because we lived in Pennsylvania. When I'm, when I was driving back to Pennsylvania, I had a call. I asked the Holy Spirit a question because I know that he lives inside of me. I said, Holy Spirit, everyone's calling me bipolar. They call me manic depressive. They're calling me all these mental health terms. Who do you say that I am? Immediately, I heard a, I heard a, a voice. I heard the Holy Spirit say, Lance, you're none of those things. I want you to repent for believing the lie that you are those things. Take, take authority of them and kick them out of your life. And so that's what I did. I said, Lord, I repent for believing these lies. It was like a 30-second like a prayer. It was so simple. And immediately, I felt this like... 10,030. I just felt all this weight lift off my shoulders. And I felt the Holy Spirit descend into my truck and, and the Holy Spirit manifested in the form of trust. Come on. What does it look trusted, like? What I have never felt like? that trust before. You know? oh, that's amazing. And I said, you know what, Holy Spirit, this is what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to give you my life. And I meant it. Like, just like I meant, like I was going to kill myself in 2014. It was that same level of this is, this is it, dude. And I said, and, and again, like, it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. We don't need to pull out. We don't need to like, especially in prophecy, we don't need to point out people's sins. People know that they're sinning, but the Holy Spirit leads us in the way that he leads us. And so like, he led me in a, in a prayer of repentance. Lord, I repent for making this and I repent for making this and I repent for making this and I for this, 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 this. And I don't know if you've ever seen, this is this is the, the, the point that I can make here with the reference. Have you ever seen Lord of the Rings? Yeah. Do you remember the little dark ball that the, the wizard would look into? Mm -hmm. So I saw that inside of me leave and I saw a light enter me and I kid you not, my entire body started to glow physically. I was physically glowing and what? that's when everything changed in my life. That's amazing. So oh like, my yes, I got delivered in 2018. I didn't get saved. In, or excuse me. I got delivered in 2015. I didn't get saved until that day in 2018. Then that verse stopped ringing around in my head. Not all who call on my name. So the Lord was trying to tell me, Hey, uh, you have a problem. You have a malfunction. You, you need to, you know, you need to figure it out with me. 
And I just didn't realize that. Yeah. Wow. So that I know that's like controversial. So but No, I think, no, I do agree. I think I have a really hard time. My question this past like three months has been because yeah, those types of things, like why God, like yeah. if people are calling on your name, why, why would you deny it? Like, you know, like, why would you say I've never known you? Even like one thing that has been like on my mind is like Lot's wife, like, like just these moments in the Bible that like yeah, sure. people like in even Moses, like not entering the promised land because he didn't, you know, essentially do what God as God had asked. Yep. And I, and that, <laughs> that gets me every time. So it's these moments that I'm like, God, like these were anointed, powerful they were your friends. people. Moses like you call friend. them, like Moses was literally delivering, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I'm, but why would you not at least let him, like enter the, like, at least let him step foot in it. Right. Like, you know, like, yeah, I think that's just a mystery of God and yes, him being 100%. himself. Like, we don't understand, we, we can't understand it, but we don't always understand the way that he is. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do think so, especially with what you're saying. And then going back to lots of wife too, I'm like, God, like, she literally just wanted to look back at her home. She was going, she was doing what you asked. And then right. you literally just like, nope, yourself. Like, yep. <laughs> like why? You know? And so you're right though. I, you don't always have an answer, but I think that it's thing moments like that, that really God will give us clarity in our own lives. What that sure. means, maybe yeah. not for Moses, maybe not for Lot's wife, you know, but yeah. like for what that looks like in our lives. Right. And so I think that, yeah is really cool that he showed that to you. Mm-hmm. Well, and like I said, it's, it's not easy to, to kind of realize like, Oh, I may not be saved. I think there might be a lot of people that are out there that like think they are, but they're not like, and I'm not trying to be judgmental or nothing weird like that. I just think, you know, it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict us of righteousness and the Holy Spirit can fix the sinner of sin, you know? So we just got to rely on him to lead us. And so, I think a couple months, I think a month after I got, so that's, so a month after September, 2018, that's when I, you know, had this encounter and I got filled with the spirit again, multiple baptisms, you know, I I got, I got baptized in water again. And and that, again, that changed me again, you know? And so like a lot of, a lot of sanctification and growth happened, you know, at that time. And it's just, it's like, wow. Wow. It's easy to be like, oh, I have so many problems, but it's like, dude, look how far you've come. Like, I oftentimes forget. That's why I'm writing a book because it's like, bro, you got to remember. I have memorials. Yes. Like, remember yes. what God did. Altars, faithfulness. You know, the altars of God. Yeah, the times in our lives where we had to build it up with God. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so you get back to Pittsburgh, and you, like, so what happens at that point? Because I cannot imagine having an experience. I mean, I can't imagine, but like to have an experience like that, where you literally feel God's trust, like the trust of God come and sit with you. Mm -hmm. I I would imagine that changes literally everything because you know what the trust of God feels like. Okay. So I think the hardest part, and I don't think my my wife would mind me sharing this. The hardest part was like my wife and I were separated, right? Because I had left. This was the second time I had left and come back. You know, and so when I told her I was coming back the second time, she was like, whatever, don't really care, which totally justifiable, you know, you know, in my trauma, I, you know, hurt her and she's, you know, got healing for that. But I would say 
um, I lived, so I actually lived in Harrisburg, uh, but I lived in, uh, it, it was an old nuns convent. It was basically an old nuns convent that was, that was like transformed into housing for students. So I think the biggest miracle, honestly, out of all of that, my wife, before my, before I got baptized, my wife was like, Hey, this is probably gonna take years for us to reconcile. It took like with the Holy spirit, like two months. And we were back living together within like two, two, two and a half, three months. Like it was God because like I was different. I was not the same person. And I'm not saying I didn't like, well, I'm just saying I wasn't perfect, but I was not the same person. I was different. I actually would love to have your wife on too at some point, because I think there's so many relationships out there that people don't believe that God can do what he's done for you. Like they know Christians, people who are like probably like pastors and people in ministry who, who their marriage, or maybe it's not a marriage. Maybe it's a relationship with a child or, you know, a relationship with a parent that is just completely like, well, this is probably as good as it's going to get. Like I've given it to God. It's going to take years for this to be resolved, Right. but God maybe will do it. Maybe he won't. And I just, I'm going to be okay with that. But I do think that God's will for our relationships is to have complete healing, like what you experienced. Restoration. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember there was a point in time, like I have, so I have a coffee mug called Mr. Right with like a mustache and it's my the mug my wife got me so like when i had left um the the parents of the person who owned the property was staying they were ministry school students and this person was a pastor and, and you know so they were asking for do- donations for something and my wife put this mug in there my mug because i had left right and so but he asked he said hey what's this about and she was she didn't want to talk about it but many people prayed for me and that i would you know return and come back and the Holy Spirit brought me back. But also, the, you know, it would be great to have Bonnie because she can tell you how the Lord sustained her and all the things that she had to work through. You know, I'm not justifying anything that I did, obviously, but yeah, the Lord is the one that took care of her. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. I guess even a question that I have for you after experiencing all of this is, do you have any interest in doing deliverance at this point? Like, would you, or do you do, I don't know if I even asked you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting how, you know, this, this is another topic that we could talk about just for just a minute. I, when I went to ministry school, which I won't go into all that right now, I heard a teaching and this person said, cause I've heard many, many, many people that are Christian, spiritual believers, goodwilled people say, what God's done in your life, you will do for other people. And I do believe there's truth in that, but I thought I was missing the mark because I had been through deliverance and I fully believed that my, that my ministry, this is even before like prophecy, I thought deliverance was going to be my big ministry. I don't think I've really prayed for anyone to be delivered. And it's not that I don't know how I do. It just hasn't happened. And so I just think, I don't know if it's a timing thing, but I, I do desire, but at the same time, like, I don't have experience doing it. You know, I have, ex- I have like my own experience that I had, which I needed a lot of healing from. Like I needed like spiritual heal, like I had spiritual trauma from getting, getting thrashed about, you know, and physical trauma, and mental trauma from that. Do you feel like you have experienced, um, like spiritual healing in that sense from Oh yeah, 100%. Situations? Okay. Yeah. 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 Because like I said before, like in 2017, when I went to this ministry school, and I saw everything manifest. I thought it was all demonic. I didn't know it was the Holy Spirit. You know? But now, like, so when I actually finished the school, so I, I started again in 2020, 
and finished in 2022. When I went back, you know, three years later, I had no, I didn't have any problems. Like, oh yeah, that's the Holy Spirit. You know, oh, is that per- is it a demon? Eh, is it coming or is it going? Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, if it's going, great. If it's coming, we have a problem. <laughs> I. I have so many thoughts around like spiritual (laughs) healing, but I do think like for seers and feelers who like, Mm -hmm. and when I say feelers, I, I don't know, this is like, I guess a newer term, but people who can feel things in the spirit realm, like when you, when you pray, I'm familiar, I'm a feeler. Yeah. You can feel like, you know, yeah. And so, but like, I think you do need healing from seeing some of the things that God shows you. And like a piece of my story was just like, I, like I could see and see pretty early on. And then it would just grew as I got older. And it was like, I, I will never forget. I'm like, how detailed do I want to be? But like, I was younger, um, you know, like my parents had like friends and stuff that, I, you know, like you get good vibes about people or you don't. <laughs> and right. yeah. God had literally showed me that someone in their life had, was actually like cheating on their wife. And I was like 10 maybe. And I was like, I don't care. Like what in the world? Why am I seeing this? You know, That's interesting. Yeah. And like, um, I had no idea. And like my, I remember I told my mom and thank goodness, cause this like set the tone for what I did after that. But she was like, let's pray. Like, let's pray for him. And so every time I would see something that was like, not my business, I would like pray, but it did turn into like a judge, like I would use it to determine who that person was like. So if I saw something instead of praying about it over time, especially as it got in my teen years and college, like I would be like, oh, I'm just going to dismiss this person because I can tell right now I can see the demons on them. I can see like, I understand that, you know, and I just was like dismissive of people also too it would get worse when i was be drinking or when i would be smoking oh, 100%, or yeah whatever it would yeah. like get amped up and it would get overwhelming like sure. you feel like you're kind of like going crazy a little bit and sure. so i just prayed at one point like god take it away i don't want it like complete and the next day it was like completely gone like yeah. completely gone well, so it's Lord been our... he'll, he'll give us what we want he will and i wasn't stewarding it well anyways so i do think there was that piece of it of like I don't know. I I guess I haven't asked God, like, what did, what did, why, why, or I've never asked questions around that point in my life, but I would imagine it was kind of like, well, you're not really using these things well anyways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So let's just go ahead and I'm going to take it away since you asked. Um, But then it was when I find like probably about, honestly, probably about two years ago is when I was like, God, I want it. I want it back if you see fit. Like, so I would pray and like ask my site and everything to start, like come back. Yeah. But up to that point, I was a feeler. So like I could start to to feel like, you know, like, oh, there's a, I can feel a demon. Like I can feel there's something here. I can feel like I probably shouldn't be in this room right now. I can feel like someone's unsafe, you know, in a store or on my, like kids, like God will show help you feel some of these things. But then I have had to like pray and have conversations with God about like when he shows me something it is always to pray it is always to show love to that person it is never to be used to cast judgment to call things out and that's good yeah yeah Yeah. but 
I would like your thoughts on this. As far as like prophetic justice goes, I think that the one area that I am trying to get better in is the justice realm. Cause that is something that things like harm to children, things like sure. abuse against women, like these make me angry. And so yeah, sure. I, especially when you can feel and see, you know, I've had like moments where um, I'm working with someone who's experienced some of these things and it's like you see the spiritual I don't want to call it it's I'm not going to say what, what I, you can see the spiritual um mm-hmm. ashes of some of these things I guess in their lives hmm. and it and I'm like god like how do I do this how do I not get angry about the things you're showing me like the things that you want question. to heal in them but right because of the trauma like they are literally like like satan has just come in and like completely wrecked certain areas that will be healed can be healed and redeemed but like yeah absolutely you know there's demonic things around trafficking and homelessness and drug addiction like these are real issues that demons play heavily in you know so when we're thinking when i think about prophetic justice i also think it's really amazing that God walks through our job with us in that way. Like right. that God will tell me, <clears throat> you know, this person experienced this. I want you to say this. Right. But for the larger issues, I'm still figuring out how to manage that. Like, all right, God, like the issue of, let's say abortion, sure. like we know that there is like principalities and like, there's so many levels. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you come up against it sometimes? You know, it just feels like, yeah. Man, I get so angry. I just want to like right. storm in and like yeah. flip tables, but right. I don't is that God's intention? Or you know, sure. is that what he wants? Because he is the God of love. So right. yeah. Well, I think I think it's important to keep your love on. And I think it's important to not cast judgment. You know, because I like I I see what you're saying. It'd be, there'd be so much temptation if I was working for like young girls who were attractive. There'd be so much temptation to just hate the men that did it. You know what I mean? But Jesus, like he was, he's he is the embodiment. Jesus is love, and so I mean, like I I can't say I figured the love thing out, but it's like how do we love our enemy, even if it's not even an enemy? What if it's like you're this person's enemy, you're not my enemy, but how can I speak truth and life over you prophetically? You know, like, how can I, how can I still treat you? Like that is literally what I mean. Yes. Yes. So I think so earlier when you, cause I know we didn't really get to the prophecy thing, but like, I think one thing I was going to say about prophecy that I learned is prophecy isn't just hearing what God's saying and speaking it. It's also seeing from God's perspective. Talk about that more. Cause I think, so I feel like if you say something and you don't have God's perspective, you're just saying words, but if you have the reality and the vision behind it, I feel like there's just going to, it's going to carry more weight. And I would also say like, so in context, it's like, so let's just say I'm in ministry school. Okay. I guess we can use this as a real example. You know, so there was people at ministry school that just bugged the crap out of me. And I'm sure people, I bug people too, whatever. I didn't really care, but they're just, you know, call them sandpaper people. It's like, how can I see that person according to the spirit and not according to the flesh? Because we no longer are supposed to see our brothers and sisters, not even sinners. It's like, how, how can we see beyond the sin and see the, who that person, who the daughter, the son, 
the father, the mother that they truly are. Like it takes maturity. And, and on our, on our part to say, you know what? I'm aware of your sin. God's aware of your sin, but this is the truth about you. This is who you really are. You know, I don't know. I don't know if that helps. No, that's so helpful. It actually, so like when, so you had said, and I will say, because it kind of cut out when you said it, but if you worked with women who had experienced trafficking is what you said. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, in my job, when I was doing direct service work, I would, I ended up coming in contact a lot with traffickers because I, I mean, I don't know. I would ask God, like, just help me like, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I would get traffickers either coming to me to help women connect women to services that they were trafficking, or I would get traffickers coming to me because they were upset that I am like messing essentially with their money, um, which was the person that they were selling. And so, um, you know, I can't even put into words some of the demons that I saw like around people like that. Like it is still like something I'm working through, like that spiritual healing piece of it. Mm. But Mm. uh, yeah, that like trying to ask God, like show me the goodness in this person, like because it's there. But I I think it's good to realize that even if so as a seer, as a feeler, even if someone walks into a room and you're like, whoa, it feels like darkness just walked in the room that the light inside of you is greater and you can push it out of you. It's like, so like when, when guy was creating everything and he said, let there be light, he was saw the light inside of himself. And he said, light inside of me, be there, be here in this place where I tell you. And so it's like also recognizing your authority. It, Cause like as a Christian, a spiritual believer, you are a, a thermostat, not a thermometer. You set the temperature of the room. You don't just, you, you can take up the temperature, but you don't just do, you set the temperature. You know, so peace. So if you walk into a room and you've been communing with the Holy Spirit and you you've been communing with Jesus, the Prince of Peace, that comes with you. And it's also, it's just like, you know, so it's like host is practicing hosting the presence. It's like being so aware of like, so I would say peace and joy. You know, a lot of people, times people think peace and joy are like an external things. Money makes me happy. This makes me joyful. This, no, that's all, no. Joy and peace is an internal reality. It's an internal relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's so good. And we talked about this, but in a different context, um, sure. because again, like we both experience what, like, okay, I like this is, I'm going to bring up the Walmart thing because we both like, as soon as you said, <laughs> I hate Walmart, I was like, oh, yes, man. I absolutely yeah. hate Walmart. Not because of Walmart, but because of the things that come in that for yeah, whatever reason, Walmart is like, a hot yeah. spot for demons. I I don't know how else to say it. Yeah, it's the atmosphere. I'm gonna maybe edit that out, but like the yeah. atmosphere of Walmart is not conducive or helpful um if you're a feeler or a seer. So But at the same time, we have to be we we have yes. to like and this might convict you a little bit, but it's convicted me. It's like we can't let that be like our our we can't let that keep us from going there. You know, we have to learn and I haven't figured this out. We have to learn to take the peace that's inside of us and push it outside of us. And I haven't had, I don't have it figured out. I actually just started going to a different food market because I don't like Walmart. (laughs) Same. And when you actually, when we did talk about this, it did, I have literally been thinking about it because 
I will avoid places that I'm like, but I always thought it was like, oh, this is just a really dark place that I shouldn't be in. But that is incorrect. And it was when you said it, it was like a light bulb went on because you're right. Like we, we, well, not we, it's God in us. That's the atmosphere. Right. And so, yeah, we need, we need, we should probably (laughs) like, be a walmart prophet i don't know <laughs> well um are you familiar with uh todd white yes oh he my did gosh. a lot of he yeah. did a lot of ministry awesome. early on at walmart and it just happens to be the walmart that i would go to in harrisburg pennsylvania a lot but i still don't like going to walmart it's like as soon as i walk in that door even if, sometimes even if i think about going i'll get anxious and i don't know where the anxiety stems from i just know it's like okay lord you know I don't know what this is, where it's from. Help me process this. It's all about engaging with the Holy Spirit and asking questions and listening and obeying, you know? Yes, you're so right. And I think too, like, like sometimes I just get like, I'm like, God, like, I just want, I just need to like get kids for my things or like, I need to get like things for my kids' birthday parties. Like, I don't want, I just want to like do that without feeling like all this stuff around me. Like, I just need to get in and get out of this store. And so, yeah, you tend to go to the places that you feel like yeah i'm not feeling a whole lot here it feels good it's comforting target is that place for me right (laughs) but yeah it's not for me but that's okay (laughs) really yeah okay so is there a store or a restaurant that you're like i feel good going here (laughs) um it's called schnooks okay never heard of it i don't know i don't know what what maybe like a meyer i don't know i don't know what that is is it a grocery store yeah it's a grocery store yeah okay but it's like it seems like now we're just ranting but but it seems like um older folks shop there and i'm like they're just slow and they don't have anything to do there's just kind of like there's not a lot of people in here and i'm cool with that yes. <laughs> like, yeah. no i do feel like a lot of listeners who are more like feelers and like they will understand what we're talking about for sure we yeah. all have that place that we're like this is my comfort because I'm not seeing or feeling a lot here. It's a slower yeah. vibe. Okay, so we've talked about a lot. <laughs> we have no, but it's good, right. and I want to continue on. So you graduated in 2022 from ministry school. Yep. And then, yeah, what did God t- like? What did you feel at that time, at least, that God was calling you into prophetic ministry? But I had to, I had to work through, through some offense uh, because when I was at school, uh, my second year pastor. Uh, administrator was like, you know, we recognize that you've got a prophetic, you know, call prophetic mantle. And so uh, they reached out to some, some, uh, some fathers in the prophetic who are actually on the office of a prophet and really office isn't a word in the Bible. It's more of a function. It's like how that person serves the body. It's just like, if you or I were to serve on like, um, like as president, like, I'm not saying like they're the president, like like, an actual office that you step into. Yeah, it's and yeah. God gives God's the one that calls and he's the one that gives the authority. But it's also recognized by man. So it's you can't have one without the other. You know. So but so they recognize, you know, like okay, you know, we you know, we think you're going to be, you know, you know, potentially in the function or office of a prophet one day and we're going to reach out to all these uh these prophets. I won't I don't have, I guess I don't have to necessarily name names, but Yeah, no, you don't have to. Half all. a dozen, you know, hey, yeah. will you are you going to take this person as an intern? Everybody said no. And I was like, well, I'm not going to wait around for you to give me a yes. I'm just going to go do it. And I'm that was literally my motive. And, I, and I'm not saying that it was like 100% God motivated, but I was just like, Lord, I'm not going to wait around for these dudes just to get just to, just to tell me I'm something cool. Like, I already know what you've called me to do. I'm just going to start doing it. 
Like, why do I need? I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I wanted to learn and sit under a prophet and, you know, like learn the inner workings of all of that. But and, and I know maybe I still will one day, but it's like, I was like, Lord, I just, I'm going to, I'm 30. So it's like the year that, and I had this big thing in my mind, like, so I'm 30. It's like the year that Jesus started his ministry. And I'm like, to me, it was a 30 is a big deal, you know? And so I was like, Lord, I'm going to do it. So I, so last October, I started talking with some friends. I said, Hey, I want to found a ministry. I want to found a nonprofit. That's a prophetic ministry. And I applied for, uh, I, I use legal zoom online because it was the quickest to form a 501c3. So, so new covenant prophetic company is an official 501c3 with the state of Illinois. And what we do is we hold prophetic nights. So uh prophetic ministry every third Wednesday of the month, but I have a vision. I, I mean, this like the vision God has been giving me for is it's, it's bigger than myself. I mean, I'm going to need a dozen people to help me with this vision. Cause it's like, you know, I want to um, teach people how to prophesy. So I want to have teachings. I want to have, like live interviews, kind of like what we're doing a little bit. Uh, I even, I want to start a school. I, I want to start a school of the prophets. Like I already have, have logos. and it's just like, but I'm learning. It's just one thing at a time. It's just baby steps. Like, cause it got, I would just throw me into this with like a building and millions of dollars, blah, 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 blah. It's like, it'd be too much for me to handle. I, I would fall on my face. So humble beginnings, like never just despise humble beginnings, you know? Amen. Wow. That's awesome. And so you have a board then, but it yeah. currently it's just you as the like active founder, essentially doing all those different roles at this so, point. Yeah, I'm the founder president. Uh, Susan Mead is my secretary. So I went to school with Susan. Uh, Jeremy Wheeler is my, oh, the financial person. I can't remember. Uh, treasurer. Treasurer. Thank you. Treasurer, yeah. <laughs> He's a treasurer. And Heidi, you know, Heidi Mortensen, she is a voting member on the board. So it's us, it's us, what, one, two, three, four. <laughs> and um, we've already had, you know, we, we've already had our our, mini, our meetings. So the, God's doing a lot. It's just, I'm trying to keep up, but I'm also in full-time school. So it's like, it's a lot, you know. Wait, tough. so what are you doing full-time school for? So like I'm, I'm going, I'm attending Bethel School of Technology Online the full stack web development, their nine month program. It's, it's fun and I like it, but it's, it's not easy. Yeah. What so, month are you in currently? That's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not done yet. So I don't I know. Think fifth month, maybe. Okay. You're well, like, I got like another, I'm maybe, I'm maybe close to halfway. Yeah. So, yep. But, and how did you get, how did that? Cause that seems like really far from where you have, from what? <laughs> From it's not my dream school. job. I mean, like, I I don't mean any disrespect to anybody for anything, but I just, you know, I got hurt. My I injured my back uh, March 23rd of this year, and so I I've been my back's gotten a lot better, but it's still it's still injured. Uh, but I was like, one month into this, I was like, well, if I'm gonna sit around the house, I might as well sit around the house and do something with it. So that's when I decided to to attend Bethel School Online. But like my dream. Actually, my dream is to be a public speaker. Like I want to travel and I want to, you know, speak at uh, house churches, small groups, like churches, mega church, where, wherever God sends me schools, ministry schools. Like I just have, like, I just, I love interacting with people and I love, and I love speaking and talking. And so like speaking, I know I'm very like outgoing, but I have a lot of, I know I got some training to do and it's like, oh, you're, you're going to get better at it, but I have a desire. And so I think doing it, even doing a podcast will help me like, 
okay, you'll slow down a little bit. You're enunciate, enunciate a little better. You know, you'll figure out, you know, like it's like a good training ground for what God wants in the next. Yeah. At the same time, I still just want to be myself. So it's like, how do we bridge being professional with just being yourself? So I'll I'll figure that out. Trial and error. Yep. Yep. And what I have found, it's so interesting doing a podcast because I like I just I'm still like God like I don't like I don't like listening to my voice so it's hard for me to like go back and listen oh, to episodes and stuff and so yeah. I it's not my thing but and I have noticed as I have listened to myself that I do I want to hear people's stories and so yeah. I tend to just like let them share and talk but I don't like conversate a whole lot and so God yeah. has really showed me recently like no, like I want your voice to be in this too. So good. And so as I've like done more recent interviews, like God is, will ch- tell me like, share this, like, this is what I, you know, this is what I want sure. the episode to be about or like, yeah, that's good. you know, that type of thing. So I think it is like everything you do, whether it's like a speaking gig or whether it's yeah. like a sermon, like God will just say like, this is what I have for this thing. Like, yeah. It's new That's every so episode. So right. I think yeah. when I started my podcast, NCPC chat, um, I think I was nervous about hearing myself, but then like when I use this mic, this is a recording mic for music. I was like, Oh wow. This is the first time I've actually liked the sound of my voice, but I think that's healing too. I know. I think, um, I think I just, I've been through a lot of healing this year and you know, with, with personal, personal things, I'm not going to get into all that, but it's like, wow, I don't mind my voice. Yes. Yes. That's (laughs) such a gift though. I mean, people like truly that is such a gift because people go their whole lives not feeling that way. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's really beautiful. So your dream is to start a school is to start doing like speaking engagements. And so has now I'm not going to ask that question because I just want to wait and see, but like, yeah, I I have so many thoughts about it, but I think it's just amazing because I do think that everything that God has showed you will happen for what you want, to, you know, with things you that are on your heart. Right. It may not happen so. in the next two years. No. Yeah. But... It might be like a 10 to 20 year plan and that's okay. And at that point, I'm okay with that because like, I don't know of many ministry schools in the Midwest. Like I'm in Illinois, you know, so it's like East Coast, West Coast. And it's like, but there have been prophetic words about the state of Illinois being a leadership state. And I'm like, well, I guess I shouldn't abandon ship. And I, I've actually been praying lately that God would give me a heart for the city. Cause it's like, how are you going to minister to someone you don't love? I'm like, I don't know if I love my city. God's like, you need to love it. I'm like, well, God, will you give me the love? Cause I don't got it. I don't, I don't have the Come love. on. Oh, you know? that's so good. Okay. You um need to listen then you, cause I know you, we love both love Bethel, but Chris sure. Bolton, Bolton yep. literally just did a, his most recent podcast was about, loving your city and how they learned as you know as Bethel how to serve the city that they were living in and what that looked like it was the best um episode I mean all of his episodes are awesome but that one was (laughs) legit just like so much deeper than like bringing you know your police chief like people are in there yeah are their officers like pizza (laughs) like it's like you know it's more than that it's just like how can you truly help in your sure. community. So That's yeah. Certain. And I also feel like, okay, so this is also something I'm going through is where I want God 
And I just had this realization like more recently as I'm looking for jobs. Yeah. I'm like, God, just send me elsewhere because I've had like frustrations in this area. I had tried to start a nonprofit, kind of hit a wall there. They're just different things that I'm like, this might not be the spot that God wants us in. So I've been looking outside for jobs and that might be true. That might be true. But I do feel like God is still like, no, there's still something here I have for you. But it is so much easier to love a different community. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. And so that's real. Right. And when it comes to the prophetic, I'm really comfortable ministering to people I know who are Christians. I have a harder time ministering to folks that I'm like, are they Christians? Like, are they going to believe this? Are they going to receive this? So like, I had to be really careful not to bring prejudice with me. I'm just being honest, you know, because there's a very real like, hey, I got a word for you. It's like, oh, F off. Basically, you know, like I get that a lot, you know, it's like, oh, well, that's a possibility. So it's like, um, Lord, you know, fill me with your, so I'm reminded of like, when the, uh, I think it was as the apostle Paul, not Paul, uh, Peter, maybe it's Peter and John it's Peter and somebody, you know, they, they, they healed the man at the gate called beautiful. He was walking around, dancing around. They got brought before, I can't remember who it was, Sadducees, Pharisees. And they said, by whose authority? And they say, by Jesus. And like, well, we don't want you to do speak in Jesus name anymore. And they're like, well, whether it's right to listen to you or to God, we'll let you determine, but we know that we're going to keep preaching it. They let him go. And then they said, you know, they shared their testimony with the other apostles and they said, Lord, fill us with your boldness so we can preach your message. It's like, okay, are we asking God for boldness so we can get our own name out there? Are we asking God for boldness because I want to give you prophetic when it's all about me? Or are we asking God for boldness because we want to share the gospel, the good news of people with our brothers and sisters who haven't, who just don't know yet, you know? Yep, that's so good. And also like, (laughs) You know, yeah. I do. I love, um, I bet your wife has like similar thoughts since she works in the social justice field as well. Um, social work realm working with, especially working with young people, but like just people in general who have experienced violence of certain kinds, like got like I, God has really taught me how to speak into someone's life without saying, this is what God says about you. Like I tried it. I've tried it a few times, yeah. but people Tell have a lot about that. Yeah. People have a lot of hurt from mm-hmm. the church. So just for someone to say, this is what God says about you. Sometimes that can be right. actually really triggering. Okay, and, yeah. um, but God still wants us to share our, his heart with everyone. So I've been able to go into spaces and God, like I said, God will tell me like, yeah. um, you know, this youth, I, I had a awesome, but also really hard situation where I had a young person who I'd worked with for quite some time was not themselves uh, at this particular time we were hanging out and meeting. And I just was like, oh, something is off. Something is off. So I start praying in the spirit in my head and God reveals what had happened the night before. And so, um, you know, I just started to like kind of test the waters of like, hey, how was last night? Like, you know, and all of a sudden, just as God had showed it to me, it came out that this is this um, person had experienced exactly as God had said it. Come on, that's awesome. And then God gave me like words to speak out. And then it just kind of started this process of like, really God good. would show me things that yeah. they had experienced, whether it was like a night right. before or a week earlier. And yeah. I would, and then he said, don't say anything, right. like just help them get where they right. need to go to, so to like, um, to get connected to the resources based on right. what happened last week or whatever. Yeah. 
My wife so, would be a really good person. She she's all about that, and she, yes. she knows more about that than I do. But so know. then maybe like that's cool. Bonnie will be your person for how to do some of that like prophetic speaking into people who you don't know yeah. if they believe in God or not. But yeah. like, yeah. So God really trained me on how to speak life into people, mm-hmm. speak what He was telling me without saying God said this about sure. you. And he, and there were occasions where God right. would say, tell them it's me. But there were a lot right. of more than not. It was like, right. just speak my life and my words into them because they're going right. to feel it. They're going to feel it's from a different, it's not you. It's going to be. That's really good. Honestly, yeah. that was one of the most, so, well, you know, my second year at ministry school, I, I, did, I did the prophetic track. That was one of my, the most difficult activations for me was we couldn't use Christianese. And I was like, I don't know what to say or how to say it. And like, it was and it, it, but it was good just to realize, like, okay, you kind of use the same terminology, you know, like, I feel like God's saying it's like, and that's not like a bad thing to say, but it's like, how can we get away from just using the same dialogue introduction for every encounter? Like, like, how can we be led by the Holy Spirit you know, in our words and our thoughts to be able to convey a message to someone, even if it isn't even thoughts, even if it is it's just a simple, like, gesture or simple like you know i pay for your grocery i I don't know you know yeah yes and so it's interesting because i just realized so i've been struggling so i do prophetic ministry um on our ministry team for our church i love it because god has grown muscles in me that like each week i didn't know were there yeah and so um but the one thing i realized is i actually have a harder time sharing prophetic words to christians and that was something that i was like (laughs) yes and i'm like because I think that Christians need to be discipled and trained when you're saying something, I don't think, well, sometimes I, but for me, God will say like, explain, explain why I'm saying this or this or this. And I'm like, because they're a Christian and his desire is to help them grow in the things he has for them. Mm -hmm. And so a piece of that is the teaching piece. And I'm like, God, I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm going to say what you're telling me or you know but there's a deeper thing where god wants people to start to understand the reason he's saying what he's saying or that everyone can hear and say what god is saying not just us as prophetic people it's in all of us and so so yeah so that's the hard part is the teaching piece of like god i just want to say i just want to say like prophetic words like i just want to say what you're saying i don't want to sit and teach someone but god yeah I think you got to be careful though, not to interpret the prophetic word for them. Yes. Yeah. Cause I don't yeah. know like when you say teaching, I don't know if you're trying to, no, like, I don't mean teaching about okay. the, it's been like, um, for example, uh, last week I prayed, um, over someone God showed me and had me release it. Cause I always ask, I have like a fear of like getting prophetic words wrong or not saying them, you know, I just want to, like, I want to make sure we all get it wrong. Yeah, so. we will are like not wrong, yeah. but just like, I never want to cause harm to someone through a prophetic word. And so I always ask like, God, is this what you're saying? Do you want me to release it right then and there? That's a good place to be. Okay. Yeah. And so he's, he, I felt like a release, like, yes, go ahead. And then I heard him say like, um, teach on how to, oh gosh, what was it? Teach on the wind of the spirit. Cause a piece of the prophetic word was like, uh, like revelation, God's, uh, revelation and the wind of the spirit coming through your household. And I was like, well, I don't, God, you just told it to me. So I don't know how to teach on it. I kind of know what it means. But that teaching piece, I'm like, 
God, like, I don't, I'm not a teacher, like, but I guess he's making me one. So yeah. yeah. When, when are you teaching? I'm trying to understand. Yeah. So like in that instance, I, God has said, like, tell him what the wind of my spirit is. Oh, and okay. so he I can see. understand that like when I, when it starts to hit their household, what it looks like, what it means. And interesting. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So it's, yeah. Yeah. It's that, makes, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's God is bringing me a little is bringing me deeper. And I think a piece of that is like, obviously like reading the word, spending time with him. That's like really good. I mean, yeah, every under- prophetic word needs to line up with the word of God. Yes. And to be able to just pull from scripture, like, okay, like right. in the Bible, like we, you know, here is where we see the wind right. of God showing up, like what right. that looks like. So that's go- a good exercise is to give prophetic words with scripture verses. That's so good. So people know that people that are growing in the prophetic know what it looks like yes maybe that's a better term maybe that's what i feel like god is doing but yeah okay um it's interesting it's i feel like god grows us all in what what if you are called to prophetic ministry in some way god'll take you on a journey of many many journeys yeah (laughs) layer journeys but um yeah i don't know where i was going with that but i just think it's awesome and so (laughs) i think when we talked earlier too like we both said like there's nothing in the Midwest like for a school, but like nothing I able, know of. Yeah, I think it would do so well. I think that yeah. it's so needed. I mean, God has my whole yes. So like, I you know so I you know I I started you know the ministry. We've got a bank account, so it's like we have money in the bank, and like I, I'm like okay, Lord, you know like there's just so many questions, you know I mean about finances and about this and that, and it's like you know I want to travel, so it's like how do we how do we get a team together? Because my, every one of my board members lives in a different state. And so to all my ministers, so it's like, well, would I be going alone? Like, so it's just, it's just a lot of things. It's like, but I'm just trusting God to open the doors when the time's ready that they'll open. Absolutely. So how can people, okay. So you said it's the third. Okay. So how can people get uh yeah. ministry from this prophetic company? And then how can they donate if they yeah. are like, yes, so, I want to tie yeah. into this. Okay. So they can go to, we have a website. I manage the website. It's called new, it's just new covenant prophetic company.com. And on the website there is, it, it shows a little bit about like who we are, what are, what we're doing. And I added, actually had a video of my podcast. So that was kind of cool to figure out how to do that. And there's also, there's an events page. So if you're on the mobile app, they're all in different pages. But if you're on like a physical website on the computer, it looks a little different. But if you scroll down on the Mac or whatever PC you have, you just go to events. And it'll say, this is the event. I think it's September 20th. You just click on register and it takes you to an external link for Zoom. And we just, you log in there, uh, you sign up there and then it'll send you a login for the time. It's it's 6 p.m. Central. I think they changed it from Central Standard to Central Daylight Time. So regardless, but then we also have like a donate page. It's very simple. You just click on the page like, and it says like, asking how much would you like to donate? Um, so it's, it's very simple. It's all secure. I made sure it was all secure. So, <laughs> well, God is doing amazing things through you and Thanks. in you. I can feel that. And then I will put for anyone interested in learning more, I'll put your website in the show notes so everyone yeah. can look there and really? uh, click, just click and it'll bring you right to, um, to Lance's website. Sure. And then um, one thing I just want to ask you too, is there anything prophetically in this time that God is, 
showing you whether, whether it's for the season that we're in or just what is, is there anything that God has put on your heart to share with listeners? Well, so would you say personally, or do you feel like more kind of a corporate, like what the Lord's doing in the world? It's up to you. I'm going to let you decide yeah. you, uh, what you'd like to share. It can be both. So, well, I feel like God's preparing those who are, who are called by his name to get ready. It's like, whoever's going to say yes, God's going to use. Cause I feel like there's invitations for people that God's sent, but people aren't, aren't via, they're not RSVPing because they're distracted. And I feel like there's even like a shaking happening in the world right now where God's shaking away distractions. It may not seem like it. And it may seem like, you know, Putin's in the, in control of things. It may seem like Joe Biden's in control of things, but that's, that's not true. Like God's in control of everything. You know what yes. I mean? Yes. Yes. And, and so actually, I just, I, oh, sorry. I was going to say too, when this, a piece of this airs, it actually might be further into 2023. And so yeah, I don't know what I was, I pieced that as like, it'll be interesting to see, like, as you're, as we're saying it right now at this, yeah. in this month, which, uh, right now we're recording in September. And so to see now when this airs, what God is right. going to do, I think a shaking is happening. Right. But I think, I think even with that, I think I'll go a step further and say, even though there's a shaking, there's also a God bringing a unity of generations. Like the young generation, th those of us that are in the middle age and those of us that are older, like God doesn't want to have revival with just one generation. Yeah. Like, Say it like, again because you cut out and I know what you said was totally. Sure. Yeah. So I would say God is bringing unity to the body and God's unifying the generations. Amen. Okay. Like, yeah. So when it comes to revival, like God doesn't want to have revival with just one generation. Like revival is coming from the youth. Well, that excludes the whole rest of us, you know, but God, God's about unifying everyone together. So it's like, how can we, because I really feel like, you know, I started earlier with the distractions. How can we set aside our distractions and our quote unquote petty differences with political views and really seek God together and humble ourselves? So that, you know, God, we, we, we seek him together, humble ourselves so that God heals our land. You know, so unless we unify and come together, I, I don't think, well, I'm not saying like God's sovereign, he can, he can do what he wants, but he wants us to be unified together, I believe, you know? And so I just, I just really feel like God's shaking the things that's going to cause discord because it's the devil that causes, that causes mm -hmm. the discord Demonic among the distractions. Yeah. Right. And so I believe God's shaking and removing, but I feel like he's also bringing in the midst of the shaking and the removing, he's bringing us closer together, you know? And so but I feel like there's even going to be like this, uh, this generational bridging of all these gaps, if you will. And I feel like it's going to manifest in a lot of different ways. And I feel like, like, even I feel like the, the young Gen Z generation, I feel like there's going to be just this wave of humility that goes over them to learn from the older generations. But I see it also, I also see it the other way. I see a, a wave of humility over the older generations and, you know, the, the, the middle generations, our age, 30 year olds, 40, being able to learn from the younger folks. And I feel like there's just like, just being a, a, a knitted together in unity is what I really feel like God's doing. And, and, and I don't have all the, the, uh, prophetic inclinations of how, but I feel like this is what's happening. And so like, I just, I don't know. I just released that, you know, the God's bringing us together in unity for revival. That's really, I actually have a friend who is very prophetic who said the same thing recently. So I think that Amen. God is showing multiple people, this <laughs> cool. like unity of generations yeah. coming together. So that's Absolutely. really cool. That's really yeah. cool. 
Well, to I'll have you, if you don't mind staying on after I end record, but what yeah. to end, kind of wrap up this up, these episodes. Yeah. I would love to pray over you and then um, just bless what you're doing and just see if God has anything else that he wants to share between either of us. Sure. Um, and then we will close out. Perfect. All right. Dear Lord, we just thank you so much for this conversation. We thank you for all that you have um, put into these episodes, God. And I just thank you for Lance, Lord. I thank you for everything that you have done in his life, God. It's all um, to your glory, God. And I just pray, Lord, that as he's starting this prophetic company, God, that you will just continue to bring in the money that is needed, Lord, that you will just um, also bring in just uh, kingdom relationships, kingdom connections, like divine connections, Lord, um, that he isn't even like searching, Lord, that it's literally you sending people to him, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I also just pray over um, just the new things you're doing uh, between uh him and his wife god i just thank you so much for um their story god and just the goodness of god in their lives lord and so i just pray that as this um company moves forward lord that you also just bless each of them um in their marriage and just give also just like allow um her to have a uh, her voice be a piece of this too god and so i just thank you so much for all you're doing and um i also just pray for uh for Lance's back. God, I pray for healing over his body, God, that, um, there will not be, uh, continued pain Lord, and that you'll give him any discernment around things that are, um, things that are maybe happening in the spirit, Lord, that are affecting his body. God, I pray for, um, open eyes and also just pray God that he can start to be in places, um, where healing is taking place, God, that there's just starts to be a wave of healing that is coming over his, his back, God. And we just pray Lord, um, just for everything you're doing. I just keep feeling like such gratefulness for, um, the things that you're bringing him into Lord. And so, um, all of us just release, um, those who are listening and praying with us, we just release like the fire of God over Lance and his wife, Lord, and over this ministry. And, um, just thank you so much for everything that you're doing. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, Lance, for, uh, for just teaching us and sharing and for the vulnerability. And sure. um, we will definitely be talking again soon. Awesome. Thank you so All much. All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Prophetic Justice Podcast. Before you go... Show some love by leaving a review, subscribing to the show, and sharing this episode with a friend. You can connect with me on IG at Prophetic Justice Podcast or by email at propheticjusticepodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out the show notes.